Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the question, Will man's probation on this earth ever close? We will be studying what the Bible teaches more about our subject after we have had some music.
when the children leave their Sabbath school with smiles. Remember me when they're old enough to teach, old enough to preach, old enough to probation on this earth ever close we will discuss this question tonight with answers from the bible have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes tonight we will be discussing these questions together why was man made to be upon this earth was man made to live on this earth forever what caused man to die? Why are men living now? And will man's probation on this earth ever close? Before we discuss this subject this evening, let us have a word of prayer, listeners. Heavenly Father, thank you for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, streaming live on the internet from London. We ask for your Holy Spirit to be of us this evening and to bless us and to teach us, Lord, from your word those things that we need to know in order for us to be saved. So bless us and keep us is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Before we start our subject this evening, let us read from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, and verse 27. That's Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. The Bible reads, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Now, why was man made to be upon this earth? We read in the book of Acts chapter 17, Verses 24 to 28. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, 
dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your poets, of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. God has made of one blood all nations to live on this earth and has appointed their time and where they are to live and to have the freedom to feel after and find him. From these scriptures we can see clearly that God has always been in control of all that happens in this world and the events are allowed to take place to give every human being born a chance to find their creator. Thus, listeners, we are not born by chance or by accident in this world. We are born for a divine purpose, which is to seek the Lord. We read in the book of Acts chapter 17, verses 29 to 31, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he have appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he have ordained, whereof he have given assurance unto all men in that he have raised him from the dead. We read in the book of John, chapter 5, verse 22, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. The Bible teaches that as we are the offspring of God, or his children, then we are not to think that the Godhead is like a metal or stone idol made by men. We are commanded to repentance, because when we were ignorant, God winked at our ignorance. But we are now called to understand that God will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ. And why are we to be judged in righteousness by Jesus Christ? We read in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. We read in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14. No man have seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he have declared him. Jesus Christ was sent into the world to be the Saviour of the world and to reveal God to men. This being the case, it is only right that he judges how men have responded to him. And so, the Bible teaches us that all the nations of men on this earth are given life and are given time 
to find the Godhead through our Saviour Jesus Christ. Now was man made to live on this earth forever? We read in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good, of, of good and evil. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 to 17, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Adam's life was based upon obedience to God's commandments. He was on probation in the Garden of Eden to see whether he would obey God's word and live or to disobey God's word and die. Note that Adam originally had access to the tree of life. This tree was in the Garden of Eden as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thus, as long as Adam had access to and eaten from the tree of life, then he would have lived continually. He had everything that he needed in the Garden of Eden to live happily, even a beautiful companion to share God's love with. It was sadly Adam's wife who was hypnotized by the serpent and she became a seducer. Adam loved Eve more than he loved God and this led to his downfall. As we now look at the result of him listening to his wife instead of listening to God. Now what caused man to die? We read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. What Moses sought to teach the children of Israel is a lesson for us today. Life and blessing come from God through obedience to his commandments. Cursing and death come upon us when we disobey God. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verses 17 to 19, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. 
For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. We read in the book of Romans chapter 5 verses 12 and 9. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. It was Adam's disobedience that caused man to die. Adam sinned. He ate from the forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He transgressed the law of God and did not do what God had commanded. This forfeited his right to live, for the word of God is what gives man life. And so he came under the curse of death and was to return to the ground that he came from. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil, and now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Here is another lesson that God had made man to, dep- to be dependent upon the tree of life to live forever. As this tree has been taken from man, then until man has access to this tree, again, then man cannot live forever, no matter what the scientists or spiritualists may say. Man's sin has taken away the original privilege that God had given to man to live forever. Now why are men living now? We read in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 15, For if through the offence of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, have abounded unto many. Death came to man through Adam's sin. Sin is the transgression of the law. See 1 John chapter 3 verse 4. And so, because of this, man had originally lost the right to live. But the good news is, listeners, that God offers us grace to live. Unmerited favour by one man, Jesus Christ, freely. We read in the book of Romans chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered, that the offence might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that if sin have reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. The sinless life that Jesus Christ lived upon this earth and his death as man's substitute, and his resurrection, were all on behalf of guilty sinful men. Note that grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life. The Bible makes it plain that grace is God's sovereign ruling power. Listeners, God is teaching us about himself. We will allow the Bible to explain this to us after the break.
Some want the crown, but they won't bear their cross, cause it takes everything to serve the Lord. Some want bright mansions, but they won't pay the cost, cause it takes everything to serve the Lord It takes your hands and your head and your heart Yes, it takes you all It takes everything to serve the Lord It takes your time and your means and your prayers lest you fall It takes everything to serve the Lord Somewhere his name While they still live in shame But it takes everything To serve the Lord They want to be seen But they don't want to be clean but it takes everything to serve the Lord. It takes your hands and your head and your heart. Yes, it takes you all. It takes full surrender to serve the Lord. It takes your time and your means and your prayers lest you fall, it takes everything, everything, child, to serve the Lord. Why are men living now? We read in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God, that ring of salvation, have appeared to all men. We also read in the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 4. But after that the kindness and love of God our Saviour toward man appeared. Listeners, the grace of God is the kindness and love of God our Saviour towards all men. Not to any colour or nationality of men, but to all men has God's grace appeared. It appears through God our Saviour, Jesus Christ the Lord. Jesus, God our Saviour, offers us life through his grace, through himself, through his kindness and love towards us. Adam was disobedient, but Christ offered himself for us as soon as Adam sinned and offers to give himself to us as the life giver, to give us life freely. This is why we are living now, listeners, because God has given us the chance to accept the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ freely. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verses 8 and 16. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. 
and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. God is love, listeners. In order to dwell in God, we need to dwell in love. Jesus explained how we do this. We read in the book of John chapter 5 and verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. It is by keeping God's commandments that we abide in his love. It is to have his word in us. Man is being given a chance to have eternal life, to receive of God's love forever, and to learn about his creator through Jesus Christ's words and power. And so to accept God's grace is not just a mental acceptance of the gift of salvation alone. One has to allow God's grace, his kindness and love towards us, to live in one's heart through his word. God has to live in our hearts day by day in order for us to be saved in his kingdom. We read in the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 21 that as sin have reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 119 and verse 172, My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. God's grace, his kindness and love towards us, reigns through his righteousness, his law, his word. His sovereign power of love rules through the principles of his government. And so to receive God's grace is to receive his sovereign power of love, to keep his law forever through Jesus Christ the Lord, God our Saviour. This is why, listeners, the Bible reveals the global conspiracy of Satan and his followers who are rebelling against God's law. Satanic systems of government are leading people to hatred and ruin and not to eternal life. And all the Christian churches who are rebelling against God's law, against his sovereign power of love, they are trampling on his seventh-day Sabbath, they are doing the same, rebelling with Satan also. The three angels' messages are given to the world, as we've studied over the past few weeks, to call God's people to repentance, as the hour of God's judgment has come. To, de- to determine, sorry, who will be saved and who will be lost. And so will man's probation on this earth ever close? As we read before, we'll read this verse again in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Here we read that each person as individuals has an appointed time to live upon this earth, then after this the judgment. 
They have the time to receive or to reject the sovereign power of God's love as revealed through Jesus Christ, the Lord. And so an individual's probation on this earth closes when they die. Let us listen to Pastor Doug Doug Batchelor as he explains this matter to us. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. So it is appointed unto men once to die. Would we all agree that's fairly certain? That's even more certain than taxes. But after that, the judgment. Every single man, woman, and child above the age of accountability, hearing my voice, will be involved in this judgment. No one can escape. We have all been summoned. We have all been subpoenaed. You must appear. It is a certainty. Ecclesiastes 9 verse, I'm sorry, 11 verse 9. And you may want your pencil out. I hope you have your Bibles handy. Rejoice, O young men, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes. But while you're doing this, remember, Solomon says, for all these things you'll be brought into judgment. Whatever you do, you'll be judged for. That is not only true of the young men, it's true of the old men and the maidens and the women. And there is a judgment day coming. We will give an account to God. Just first, let's establish who is the judge. You already know this. The Bible says, Psalms 50, verse 6, And the heavens will declare His righteousness, for God is judge Himself. And so it's good news that there's going to be a day of vindication. Have you ever been wrong before? And it seems like in this life, nobody's listening. And Jesus tells the parable of that faithful widow who went to the unrighteous judge. Luke 18. Said, deliver me from my adversary. I'm being unjustly treated. And the judge didn't listen, but she kept coming. And finally, he said, I've got to take care of this widow because her persistence is wearing me out. And Jesus said, look what the unrighteous judge says. How much more will God avenge the supreme judge, his elect that cry unto him day and night? So God is the judge. Now, God is God, the Father, Son and Spirit. Which of the three in the Godhead is the judgment given to? John chapter 5, verse 22, Jesus said, The Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. How much judgment? The Father commits all judgment to the Son. And that's good news that Jesus is our judge, because the Lord has done everything He could to prepare us to survive that judgment. And again, Acts twenty four twenty five, when Felix was listening to Paul preach, Felix, the ruler, trembled because Paul talked about righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And he trembled. And, uh, but he didn't want to deal with it. He said, go your way for right now and I'll listen to you at a more convenient time. We're not going to read the whole thing right now. But if you look in your Bibles, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, Jesus compares the great white throne judgment to a day when a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And Christ says, all flesh will be gathered before the Son of Man. Who is the judge? Who is the judge? Jesus is the supreme judge. God the Son. God the Father is obviously there. And we'll talk about that passage in Daniel in just a moment. Now, you know, if there is no accuser in the judgment, the, the case is dropped. Uh, who is the accuser? Revelation 12, verse 10 says, For the accuser of our brethren, and it identifies him as Satan in the previous verse, 
who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. You can also read in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. And he was pointing at Joshua's filthy garments and saying, you can't save him. Look how dirty his clothes are. And it's a symbol for the sins of God's people. And God took away his dirty robes from Joshua and gave him clean robes. And he rebuked the devil. It's like when the devil came at the resurrection of Moses. The Bible says Michael goes to resurrect Moses in the book of Jude. And the devil says, you can't have him. He lost his temper. He killed an Egyptian. He became proud. And Michael rebuked him and he said, yes, but he repented of that. So the devil stands there as the accuser. When God said, have you considered my servant Job? Isn't the devil there accusing Job? Oh, the only reason he serves you is because you protect him. He's blessed on every side, so he has no temptations. You protected him. So the devil is always standing as the accuser of the brethren. And, you know, he's really, that's his best job description because he's the one who's tempted us to sin. He knows what our offenses are, right? He's fooling, the devil is such a hypocrite, he'll tell you to sin and then run to God and tell God what you did. It's called entrapment. And that's his specialty. Who will be judged? Romans 14, verse 10. Every one of us shall give an account of himself unto God. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. For we must all, how many? We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one might receive the things done in the body according to what he's done, good or bad. Daniel Webster said, My greatest thought is my accountability to God. We are accountable to God. You know why evolution is such a popular teaching? Because you're not accountable to anybody. We've just happened by accident. The, the truth that there is a God and that God has a will and that He is keeping tabs is a very disturbing thought for the sinful heart. And so we have developed another worldview that we've just come about by accident and clever men have bent over backwards to try to erase God from the equation. But the Bible is very clear and I even believe the scientific evidence is very clear that we were created and we will answer to the Creator. What is judged? Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. We are to live to bring glory to God. And the only way you can do that is by obeying Him. For God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Luke chapter 2, verse 35. Not only what we did and what we said, but one of the prophecies about Christ, it says that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Even that which is thought. Every pious or sinful thought, every secret prayer. It's not only the bad, it's the good. Every secret curse. Every unknown deed of charity, every hidden deed of selfishness. And though we've forgotten them for years, we shall see them all again and will acknowledge them as our own. Listeners, once we die, then our probation on this planet is over. We would then be judged in accordance to the opportunities that we had to find Jesus Christ the Lord. 
We also read from the Bible that nations are also given an allotted time of probation on this earth to see if they will fulfill God's purpose. We read in the book of Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 44, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Every nation that has come upon the stage of action has been permitted to occupy its place on the earth, that it might be seen whether it would fulfill the purpose of the Watcher and the Holy One. See Daniel chapter 4 verse 23. Bible prophecy has traced the rise and fall of the world's great empires, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece and Rome. With each of these, as with nations of less power, history repeated itself. Each had its period of test, with its period of probation, each failed, its glory faded, its power departed, and in its place was occupied another. Each has failed to make God's law the standard of its government. We read in the book of Ezekiel chapter 21 and verses 26 to 27. Thus saith the Lord God, Remove the diadem and take off the crown. Exalt him that is low and abase him that is high. I will overturn, overturn, overturn it. And it shall be no more until he come whose right it is, and I will give it him. The crown removed from Israel passed successively to the kingdoms of Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. God says it shall be no more until he come whose right it is, and I will give it him. Probation on this earth for mankind will end when God has given all the kingdoms of this world time to fulfill his purpose. Once the final decree in heaven goes forth, Christ will end his period of grace and he will come back to reign as the sovereign ruler of this planet. We'll have a break and then close with some closing thoughts.
man's probation on this earth ever close well listeners as we've just studied from the bible yes it will it will close for many of us when we die and for the whole world it will close when jesus comes again the second time to rightfully take up his reign upon this earth as the sovereign ruler of this planet So listeners, I encourage us all, whilst we have life, to accept the grace of God that bringeth salvation, that has appeared unto all men, to accept the kindness and love of God our Saviour towards us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Time is running out. Let us not disappoint God. Let us look into our lives and see where God time and time again has saved us from ourselves or from situations. And let us submit to the sovereign power of his love revealed through his law. Let us pray as we end this discussion this evening. Heavenly Father, it's a sobering thought, Lord, but it's the reality of life that we have only an allotted time on this earth. But thankfully, we, have, we are given time by you to find you. If happily, as your word says, we desire to seek after you. And I pray that each and every one of us will realize that we are living only for that purpose, because you've given us the freedom to seek you and to find you of our own free will. I pray for all who may be sick this evening, for all who may be troubled, all who are tired, all who may have financial problems, who may have marital problems, problems in the family, problems at work. Lord, all who may be distressed and depressed with life at this time, 
that Lord that all would realize that we are living on borrowed time in order to receive the grace of God that you offer us. And that life is an existence of grace at this moment of time and to be thankful for it. Lord, and so we simply thank you for this opportunity to study your word and may we be thankful for your goodness and love and power towards us. May we be thankful for every grace and every blessing that we've received and are receiving and will receive. And I pray, Lord, that we would honor you, submit our hearts to you, and be obedient to your word, because it's through your word that we have an eternal life promised to us through the blood and through the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we thank you for all these things. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to enquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called Believe It or Not. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 49, you will find the subject, The Judgment. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash i n for india n for november i should say dash t h e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot i o forward slash on next week's show we will discuss the question why did god create beings who have a free will well that's it for tonight's show until next week good night and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.